1: The Bruce Woolley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. com, creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee, doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. dot com. You're listening to The Bruce Woolley Show, 98.9 The Answer in Columbus, 94.5 The Answer in Dayton. You can watch the show on Facebook, search The Bruce Woolley Show. You can catch the podcast on our website, 98.9TheAnswer.com. And I'm really looking forward to our conversation with Lise Wheel, who joins us now. You might remember Lise from Fox News. She's been on CNN. She's been on many, many shows as a legal analyst. She is a very accomplished author And a New York Times bestseller in her latest book is A Spy in Plain Sight, the inside story of the FBI and Robert Hansen, America's Most Damaging Russian Spy. Lise, thanks for your time today.
2: Hey, it's great to be with you, Bruce.
1: Well, I'm intrigued by this because there's so much conversation these days about the intelligence community and how loyal they are or aren't. And the Robert Hansen story is a fascinating story. I mean, we're always captivated by these spy stories, whether it's the Americans on TV or... One of my favorite movies years ago, No Way Out with Kevin Costner. And this one has described the Hanson situation. Some people think it's the worst intelligence disaster in U.S. history. So give us a primer on this so that people want to see and read your book, A Spy in Plain Sight.
2: Right. I mean, well, the FBI says it's the most damaging Russian spy that they've ever had, including the CIA. And We've got a guy who you know, had a fairly um, normal upbringing in Chicago. His father was a police officer. He joins the FBI. Uh, Hansen does. And within a year, he approaches the Russians. They don't try to flip him. He approaches them and says, I've got this material for you, and including the uh, information on a Russian asset that we had. And by Russian asset, I mean people that we've used, we've flipped in Russia that are spying for us. And we need those people on, on the ground, right, to right. give us intel. So Hansen gives all this information, and the guy gets executed in the most heinous of ways. The Russians even take a video of it wow. <laughs> to deter other people from doing the same thing. And he does it for twenty years before the FBI Finally, discovers who it is, and you know who it is, and takes him down.
1: Yeah, and that's the thing people should know. This is a true story. This really happened. Yeah. And this isn't a novel. This is meticulously researched by you. I thought it was amazing in the back of your book. I love the fact that you put down exactly who you talked to and the documents you researched. And I mean, you talked to some heavy hitters when you talked to <laughs> Louis Free of the FBI and George Tenet yep. of the CIA. I'm not as immersed in this world as you are, but uh, you talked to all of them. And uh, how long did it take you to research this to get comfortable with uh, putting the story out in book form?
2: You know, from inception and thought of it to to now uh, when it's out three years, wow, so it was yeah, it was a long time I and I got everybody, you know his brother in-law, his psychiatrist, his best friend you know from way back, and then of course, all the heavy hitters that, that you've mentioned because i really wanted to get this story right, and you know, um, and also just it was fascinating to me that in, during the interviews with all of these people, I asked them, I said, you know, could there be another Hanson today? And they all said yes. Mm-hmm. And then many of them, un, un, you know, prompted by me said, and there probably already is. Yeah, and that's, that's, pretty chilling.
1: that's That's the thing that really came uh, hold uh, home strongly to me as I read your book is uh, this guy, you know, I think I have an image in my mind of how somebody would do this, and they're always, you know, super secretive and stuff. But a lot of what he did, and that tells me that a lot of what anybody else could do, Really wasn't that secretive. I mean, it was—he was, he was no, copying no, stuff was actually, like right out in plain sight.
2: Yeah, exactly. You got it. I mean, he would just take materials and go to the nearest Xerox machine and copy them off and put them in his briefcase and take them home and give them to the Russians. I mean, and the scary thing to me is, you know, that was so low tech. But now, today, mm. you know, you just download things on thumb drive, you know, thumb drive, or just put it in the on the cloud, and you know, you, you walk out of there without any physical material on you, um, that's that's pretty killing as well. It's easier in some ways to be a spy now.
1: Yeah, no doubt about it. Our guest is Lise Wheel, and Lise is on Twitter, at Lise Wheel, L-I-S-W-I-E-H-L. She's the author of the book, A Spy in Plain Sight. The story of Robert Hansen, who's uh, serving, what, 15 life terms? I mean, he, um, he's, he's not, not getting,
2: getting out. Yeah, yeah he's not this getting out. Dramatic- and- no, he's in a supermax in Colorado, and he's in twenty-three hours solitary confinement. With you know, one hour he's out, maybe he's hanging out with the Unabomber or El Chapo because yeah. they're also there.
1: So, I think you're a fascinating guest to talk about other things because you have such a varied background, and you've done a lot of work on television as a legal analyst. You're a Harvard Law graduate. Your dad was an FBI agent. So, you know, this thought, and you just discussed it, how "quote unquote" easy it would be to get secrets that are, you know, consequential to our safety and security as a nation into the hands of foreign actors. What's your view of the intelligence community, which has been in the news so much for varying uh, reasons over the years? What do you think about it and, uh, you know, where it's headed or where it is? It used to be so highly thought of, and I'm not sure that it has that reputation or merits that reputation anymore.
2: Well, I would say that, you know, 99.9% of the agents that are out there, the line agents, you know, doing the work every day to keep us safe are doing exactly that, you know, and they go into it with the right reasons, like my dad did, and like the agents that I used to work with when I was a federal prosecutor. But you get one bad apple like a Hanson, and it really besmirches the whole reputation of the FBI and the CIA.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt about that. And we have – I think the the sad thing for me is, you know, the the – Trump people thought Barr did a great job. The Biden people thought Barr did a terrible job. Now it's flipped exactly as we look at Merrick Garland. The Trump people think Merrick Garland is terrible. He's talking yesterday about climate change when people wanted to talk about threats against the Supreme Court. And so the intelligence community, the thing is so germane to the safety of our country to prevent another 9-11 or something like that. It shouldn't be political. And yet I think it's inarguably it is, wouldn't you say?
2: Yeah, at the very top level, it is. The U.S. attorneys are all appointed political appointments, the FBI, the CIA, basically political appointments. And, you know, that's why I prefaced my comments with saying, you know, those, that isn't the day to day people that are out there doing the work to keep us safe. But, yeah, at the very top level, unfortunately, these are political appointees. And one side or the other, because we're so divided right now, is going to not like whoever's in.
1: Lisa. And it's, it's, Go ahead. I'm sorry. It's
2: really tragic. It's tragic because, you know, bottom line, these people, we need these people to be pretty much apolitical and just looking out for us, right? It is a scary world out there with Russia, China, North Korea all wanting our secrets and willing to pay top dollar. I mean, they're paying a lot more now today, I'm sure, than they did in the Hanson days. Mm. So, you know, it's it's just imperative that those top people be as apolitical as possible. And I know I'm I'm, I'm speaking of a wishful world, mm. but you know we're 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 talking about it. So this is that would be what I definitely would wish for. But it's not how it is right now.
1: No, it is not. Lise Wheel is our guest, and her book is "A Spy in Plain Sight: The Story of Robert Hansen, Who Was a Spy, a Double Agent, uh, Giving Secrets to the Russians for the Better Part of Twenty Years." It is a true story. It is meticulously researched. So A Spy in Plain Sight is the book. Uh, Because of your background in law and as a legal analyst, uh, I wonder what your view is of the leak of the draft opinion from the Supreme Court. And what do you think could and should, that's two different questions, could and should happen to the leaker once they are identified? Because it seems to be everybody's opinion that eventually the leaker will be identified.
2: Right, right. They're doing an investigation right now. Chief Justice Roberts initiated that. And, of course, it's not illegal for Politico, for example, to publish it. Um, It's not illegal for journalists to publish leaked material. But the leaker, uh, here's a scenario that I see. I see that the FBI brings in all the people that could potentially have been involved, you know, law clerks, secretaries, paralegals, all the ones that had access to the draft, document and you know they interview them if they um if they lie to the fbi Mm. that's a federal violation right there it's a it's called statute 1001 and you know obstruction of justice lying to the fbi so if they do that right there they're committing a felony that can get, get them five years in prison
1: yeah. So, what do you think should happen to them if they identify them? Uh, I've heard some people say they're not sure if they can be prosecuted. You know, let's say they don't lie to the FBI. So, where might it go from there?
2: Yeah. Then it's then you're right. Then it's more difficult. Then you've got to look at are there statutes involved that they may have broken? Um, confidentiality, obviously, that they've signed. You know, when they get the job, working with the Supreme Court. And it a leak like this has never happened. I mean, never happened in, in history. So, um, I think there should be something done, whether it's actual prosecution and jail time, I don't know. Depends on I guess whether they lie to cover the to cover up is almost some is always Worse than the crime, or yeah. many times
1: it is. It is. Well, who knows, Lise? Maybe it'll make uh, fodder for your oh, – another book for you down the road. You've <laughs> written quite a few New York Times bestsellers. I have no doubt this one will be another. A Spy in Plain Sight, written by Lise Wheel, and uh, I appreciate you coming on the show to discuss it and to lend us your expertise in other areas.
2: You got it. Have a wonderful day and a wonderful weekend.
1: Thank you. You as well. That is uh, Lise Wheel. You uh, know her, I'm sure, many of you from television, CNN. Fox, The Real Riley Factor. Uh, it is a fascinating book, and it's troubling in that it does seem awfully easy. I mean, think about it. This guy's copying hard copies, putting them in a folder, taking him home in his briefcase, uh, in the privacy of your own cubicle, downloading something from the cloud onto a zip drive. Um, wow. So the leak from the Supreme Court has resulted in open. Threats. Veiled, but open. And what has the White House said about it? You might be surprised. We'll tell you next on The Bruce Willis Show. So, I tried to reach out and make contact Last night with Laura, Eric, Tina, and others who took me up on my offer to do something intentional with your shopping dollars, Uh, Planned Parenthood, top donors, I researched this online last night, Planned Parenthood performs 30% of the abortions in our country. And they are funded uh, very robustly by some of America's biggest companies, Unilever, Procter & Gamble, PepsiCo, Johnson & Johnson. Those are four of the 11 companies that we at the Patriot Switch movement are trying to take market share away from and give our shopping dollars for all the stuff we already buy, laundry soap, dishwashing soap, deodorant, toothpaste, coffee, and other items, give it to a pro-life company, a pro-American company, one that makes all its products from plants, so environmentally friendly. And you can find out more by going to PatriotSwitch.com, clicking on my name, Bruce Hooley, in the down menu, and I will reach out to you just like I have Frank and Janine and Jonathan and Justin and Scott and the others. PatriotSwitch.com, Bruce Hooley in the down menu. I will call you. I love talking to you, finding out why you like the show, and how you want to be intentional with your shopping dollars. So Planned Parenthood is cleaning up, cleaning up. And they always talk about adoptions, adoptions. Oh, we got... We can't get rid of Planned Parenthood, right? Because, oh, adoptions! Uh, How many abortions do you think Planned Parenthood performs for every adoption they facilitate? Five? Ten? Twenty? Try 160. 160 abortions for every adoption they facilitate. Uh, 25% of Planned Parenthood's donations come from corporate donors. And their total budget is $1.3 billion. So killing babies is a big industry. A lot of people depending on it. And you might be able to tell from the anger that comes from the left when the draft opinion from the Supreme Court leaks out and it looks like Roe versus Wade is going away. It doesn't mean abortion is going away. But that's not what the Democrats will tell you. They will tell you that not only is abortion going away, well... Why don't we go to the uh, extreme top Democrat and let the president, Joe Biden, fearmonger you on what the draft opinion of Roe versus Wade could mean beyond the abortion issue?
0: Go back and look at the opening comments with Bork Biden when I was questioning him as chairman. I said, I believe I have the rights that I have, not because the government gave them to me, which you believe. But because I'm just a child of God, I exist. What happens if you have a state ch- change the law saying that, that, that children who are LGBTQ can't be in classrooms with other children? Is that, is that legit under the way that the decision is written? What are the next things that are going to be attacked? Because this MAGA crowd is really the most extreme political ex- organization that's existed in American history.
1: LGBTQ youth will not be allowed to sit in class with other children. Is anybody proposing that? No. Will anyone propose that? No. Interesting, Joe Biden, reflecting back on his uh, badgering of Robert Bork, when Robert Bork was nominated to the Supreme Court, said that he told Robert Bork that his rights, Joe Biden's rights, did not come from the government. Don't they always talk about uh, the right to abortion um, is in the Constitution, which would mean it's coming from the government? Like, that's the argument of the left, isn't it? That the It's ingrained in law, in the Constitution, because it's precedent. So it's part of the Constitution, the 14th Amendment. That was what the wacko Supreme Court in 1973 found. So now Joe Biden is saying it does not come from the government that he is, and I quote, a child of God, I exist. Wow, wow, wow. There is a vestige of the devout Catholic in Joe Biden. After all, he's a child of God, I exist. Well, then let me ask you, Joe, since you're coming to Ohio today, maybe you'll talk about this, Fat chance. If you're a child of God and you exist, why is that baby in the womb not a child of God? And why does it not have the right to exist? See, this is the easiest argument I can ever make on whether that's a child or not. Leave it alone and see what happens. Leave it alone and see what happens. You know, I could go up to the farmer across the road from me and say, hey, did you plant corn today or did you plant beans? And you know what he could say? Leave it alone and see what happens. And in the fall, I'd find out if it was corn or beans. But if I dug it up and threw it away, I'd never find out what it was, would I? Leave it alone and see what happens. Has life already begun? Well, if it hasn't, if you leave it alone, nothing will happen. But the White House not only has not condemned the leak from the Supreme Court, which we all our guest just now, said is unprecedented. They've not only condemned it. They've not condemned the fact that the Supreme Court justices who joined with Samuel Alito in this majority opinion have now had their addresses published online, and there is a movement among activists to go and protest at their homes on Mother's Day weekend. If you're attending a Catholic church this weekend... In Maria Stein, Minster, Fort Laramie, Middletown, Coshocton, Newark, Columbus, Dublin, Hilliard. If you're attending a Catholic church this weekend, you might have your services disrupted because that's going to be a thing too. Peter Ducey, who does fine work exposing the duplicity of Jen Psaki at the White House, Here's his report yesterday. First, his interaction with Saki at the White House, and then his note as to how untruthful she was from the podium. Do you guys think, does the president think, the leaker should be punished?
2: Again, that's up for the Department of Justice and others to determine. Uh, What our focus is on is not getting our uh, distracted or our eye off the ball of what is most important to people across the country here, which is not the leak and the story of the leak. It is the fact that women's health care is at risk for millions of people across this country.
1: So now she's saying the story is not about the leak. Last year when she was talking about an IRS leak, Jen Psaki said, and I'm quoting here, Any unauthorized disclosure of confidential government information by a person with access is illegal. And we take this very seriously. But apparently, times have changed. No, times haven't changed. The outgrowth of the leak has changed. See, when it's a leak they don't like that exposes something they don't want, it has to be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law when the leak is leading toward mob rule, encouraging mob rule, perhaps scaring a justice or maybe even resulting in the death of a justice or the death or the kidnapping of one of their loved ones, well, then it's ends justify the means. Got to break some eggs to make an omelet. So this is deplorable conduct from the White House, but standard procedure for the Biden White House